You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With COVID restrictions being eased across the state, and as such, team sport being able to be reintroduced, I thought I'd catch up with the president of the Kaima Cricket Club, Jackson Sermon, and find out what are the plans to commence both junior and senior cricket across our community. Here's what he told me. So welcome, Jackson, to Kaima Community Radio. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Thanks for having me. With COVID restrictions now being eased across the state, where's local cricket up to, you know, around the commencement of the, uh, the current season? Yeah, so local cricket at the moment, we've been working really hard to make sure we're getting all our season stuff ready to go, you know, making sure we get all the kits and everything ready, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we've only just recently been given our start dates for all our local cricket in Kaima through the uh, South Coast District Cricket Association, uh, being the 6th of November, looking like for our first, second and third grade, uh, and 4th of December for our fourth grade side. So um, finally got a start date only last week, so we're looking forward to starting and looking forward to getting training underway once we hit that 80% milestone. So that's going to be a real positive. And we're also hoping that our juniors will be starting on the same day as well. It's not confirmed yet. We're pretty sure it's going to be starting on that same 6th of November. Um, but just the waiting game at the moment with that one. Okay, so I'm hearing some of the matches might be a bit different to what we're, we're uh, normally used to in a cricket season, not the... Uh... The two-day match is just going to have a single-day format? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So first grade this year, the South Coast District Cricket Association just decided to have no two-day cricket in first grade, which is a first for as long back as I think they could look at it. They haven't had just all one-day cricket or all limited overs cricket ever, I believe. Yeah, there's no two-day cricket this season in first grade, which for the traditionalists is a little bit of a shame, but also just, you know, it's going to be a bit of a good to see how it goes and see what the players like. I know there's a lot of players around that like the one-day format because they're not locked in for two weekends. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes this year. And I think everyone's just looking forward to the season and getting out there. So is that more around having your season finished this year? Just, you're starting a little bit later, aren't you? And uh, you've got to fit in before the uh, league and, the, uh, and whatever comes back on. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know the exact circumstances around it, but I, I do believe like there is just to make sure we do get a completed season. It was either going to be a full round of two days or a full round of a couple of rounds of one days. Like in terms of all the clubs in the competition for first grade, there's seven teams. So, um, you know, obviously getting a full round of two days in requires 14 weeks. And starting that a little bit later, we've lost about four or five weeks at the start of the season. So I do know that might have had something to do with it. Just whether there'd be one days or two days, it was going to pretty much, I think clubs all got given the option to pick what they wanted and the one days were the way to go. Okay. Well, um, what about processes, your, your precautions you need to take with, COVID will still be there. So is there anything that you've had to implement anything different this year? Yeah, definitely. So we've had our, our club's COVID safety officer, Craig McCorgley, who's been in a lot of hard work in the background this year. We've gotten all our COVID safety plans together. We have to have an individual one for every ground that we play and train at. Um, we've also got QR codes up at all our training venues on our nets. So uh, anyone in our club that's going there for training or any of our teams that are training, they can go up there and use a QR code and check into the venues we also supply all our coaches with sanitizer wipes and also you know just a hand sanitizer as well and you know we, we're trying to you know keep it safe for everyone to play and generally just we're doing the best that we can as a club to make sure we're adhering to all the restrictions obviously as well we need to have 
and we can only let vaccinated players play in that first sort of little November, December period, which unfortunately, you know, it's not our decision. We don't get to decide that, but, you know, we just have to be in line with what comes out with the public health order and we just have to cite, you know, all our players over 16 years of age, all their vaccination certificates prior to letting them play. But with the juniors, it's pretty much all ready to go. But yeah, just the QR code, sanitising, making sure we're being COVID safe. Yeah, then we, we're pretty well right to go for the season. You talked about uh, being able to train. I, I guess the guys jumped out of the skin. You, we, we didn't have a real good, uh, real good season last year with all the all the weather we had. It yeah. seemed to be raining a lot. So I, I guess guys are really jumping out of their skin to get going this year. Yeah, oh, our guys are 100% keen to get back in training. I know some of them have been doing sort of their now that they can go out. They, you know, we can't hold club training sessions, but a couple of them have been going out to their local nets and just going with a couple of guys that they play with and training. I know the guys, particularly in Shell Harbour, LGA, because we have a lot of players at our club that live in Shell Harbour. They've been training at the moment, you know, around Oak Flats and some of the nets at Shell Harbour and just trying to roll the arm over and hit a couple of balls. But then also here, a couple of the guys in Kaima as well, doing a few little, not club training sort of things, but just sort of, you know, going up to the nets with five or six people and rolling an arm over and hitting a couple of balls. So, yeah, they're, they're eager to get there. And once we can really start getting clubs training sessions happening and getting that regional metro bubble happen and we can get everyone back training together at, at Calf Park and just getting into it. So everyone's really keen to get and looking forward to getting back to training and getting back to playing. Yeah, I think we're all, all happy just to get out of the house or, or take the shackles off a bit. So so last year, the first grade side, you know, a couple of things that have gone a little bit differently. They would have been in the semis, the lower grades. They had some great results last year. So what's your predictions uh, this year for, for all of your teams? Yeah, I think we're, we've, we've got a pretty positive outlook for this year in terms of where our team sit. We've got a few young guys coming into first grade this year, a few players that sort of live in the area but haven't really played for us before, played at other clubs, and that have decided to come back. So we've got, we've got a bit of a game with some of the young guys, a couple of good fast bowlers coming into the squad, and we've got a pretty heavy first grade batting squad. So we're hoping to hit some good runs and also take some wickets this year in first grade and hopefully get uh, into a finals position this year in first grade. Having last year our first season back, you know, we came fifth and, and, you know, we only just missed out on the finals, which was a great achievement for our club just coming back into first grade. And also second grade last year, we, you know, we made the semifinals and we're looking to, you know, sort of make that again and we're looking to really take out a premiership, especially off the back of our T20 premiership win second tier last year. And then also third grade, you know, reigning premiers, you know, we want to we want to keep that going as long as possible. And so, you know, we're, we're really looking, you know, with a positive outlook for this year and, you know, we want to... Um, you know, get some premierships under our belt this year and be strong this year. You know, it's, it's a tough season for all. We're starting later where, you know, everything's all sort of happening all at once. But, you know, we, as a club, you know, we're looking really good, looking forward. Even in our juniors as well, we've got some really talented young juniors. A lot of those guys are really eager to get back out there on the park as well and show us what they got. So, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to the season and um, hoping to get a few premierships along the way. So who, was you, who should we look to then? You said you've got a few few people there that are going to perform so give me some names so we can uh, so we can watch how they how they go you make any predictions there we've got a we've got a couple of young guys in our first grade squad this year we've got you know Liam Mackerel who's been a cab for quite a long time with a bat and he's been playing up and around Sutherland as well in the Sydney Districts comp and also in some of the country cricket competitions so he's one to watch out for with the bat and with the keeping gloves we've also got uh, Andy Magenis who's come down from Port Kembla this year he lives in Kaima Played up in Port Campbell for quite a while, but he's come down this year to roll the arm over in ones and um, he'll be looking to be probably our opening strike bowler for the year. Also, a couple of other guys coming back. You know, we've got Heon, 
We've got Heon Parsons played a bit of juniors here as well. He's come back up here from North Niara. He's one to watch out for as well. Another under-18s rep player from actually down in the Shoalhaven last year. And, you know, just, there's a couple of other really good guys coming through the ranks from fours, threes and twos as well. You know, we're really eager to see how we've got some kids like Darcy Norris and Blake Mackerel, Cooper Harrison, Darcy Parker coming through coming through the ranks and probably going to be playing a lot in twos this year. So really eager to see how they go and hopefully develop as cricketers and just really eager to get out there and you know, show their stuff for us. Okay, well, it'll be good, good to see them. We'll, we'll have to keep our eye on them. Now, now women's cricket, ladies' cricket. Yeah. It's all over the television at the moment. It's fantastic. I, uh, I've been to, to Mackay and been to the ground up there. It is a magnificent facility up there, by the way. If we can ever blueprint that and put it up at Cav Park, that would be sensational. But um, I'll come to that in a minute. But anyway, uh, so women's cricket, the, the, soccer, the soccer guys have got a few ladies' teams. How are, we, how are we tracking for a ladies' team at the Cavs? Yeah, so we, we put out for one this year, and, you know, and then registrations, and we've tried to drum up a bit of support for it. Unfortunately, this year we haven't really had anyone sort of real keen to jump on it, which is a bit of a shame. You know, we did push for it and we made an entry into the Illawarra competition, like a provisional entry uh, to see how we went. But we haven't really had any interest around the Kymer area for it, which is a bit unfortunate. However, we do have a group of under-13s girls, which we believe are going to be putting into the, um, the first ever under-13s girls junior competition up in Illawarra this year, which just makes up some of our under-13s players that are you know, playing in some of the boys' side, but it'll be playing a bit of a midweek competition up there. So there's, there's a positive there that we are looking and pushing for having girls and women's cricket in our club, just trying to drum up a little extra support behind it and, um, you know, really trying to get people playing it. So, you know, everyone always thinks that you know, cricket's a boys', boys and men's sport, but, you know, we are, we are always open to women and girls coming to play for our club. And, yeah, definitely doors are always open for anyone that wants to play. Just a bit short on numbers for this year for our women's side. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to do a bit more promoting there for you to help you along. If, if that's you know if that's what we need to do, because I think it's great for women to get out and and uh, and, and play all different sports. So so the Cavs they share you you guys share the precinct up there at, uh, at the quarry with soccer and athletics. Are you planning to lobby for facilities there to and also to attract the women to better facilities up there? I mean, I've been to Harrop Park in Mackay, and it is sensational. Now I know that's probably um, probably a bridge too far at the moment, but what are you, what are you doing as far as, um, I guess, uh, lobbying the council or, or going for grants to try and get some facility upgrade there at, uh, at Cav Park? Yeah, so we're working with the Kymer District Sports Association. So the guys there are really putting hard yards in and trying to lobby it with council a little bit to try and get something up there. I know there's a bit of a strategic plan for sport moving forward that's getting formulated at the moment, and I'm sure that the facilities at the quarry are going to be a part of that. Um, ultimately, we'd like to see something that, you know, caters for all the sports a little bit better. Like, you know, we've got little athletics, the junior and senior soccer and the cricket that go up there and use it. But not only just, you know, our sporting bodies, but also, you know, a lot of schools and a lot of community organisations also go up there and run certain events on particular days. And, you know, the facilities there now, while they are usable, they're not, you know, they aren't, you know, standing the test of time too well. So, you know, we, we do need something up there and we are pushing and assisting the Kymer District Sports Association wherever possible, um, be that with helping and assisting with drawing up plans and getting some letters of support and things together from some of our local members and that. So we are we are really pushing to get something going up there. We're also looking to sort of, you know, get our nets redone as well in the near future as well. 
Um, we're sort of raising some money within the club at the moment and then looking for grants to try and get that sort of stuff happening as well. So there's a lot happening in the grants and the facility space. So something to keep an eye on at the moment. But um, yeah, we're, we're definitely working hard to get there and get that sort of stuff happening. Well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, Jackson, well, listen, thanks very much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. And I wish you guys all the best this year. And I hope the, the Cavs are right up there at the top of the, uh, top of the table come the end of uh, end summer. No worries. Thank you very much for having me, Glenn. Much appreciated. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. That's all I have time for this week. But if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.